This is CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon to everybody. Um, this is a Sport Crazy. This is the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Um, I'm going to be with you between 3 and 4 p.m. And trust me, I have a very, very great show for you today. And I'm very thrilled to be part of the show today. It's another edition brought to you by Spokuzi. And again, if you want to um, keep in touch with us on social media, it is at Spokuzi. You can hashtag um, Unplugged Radio Show. And you can also tag at cliffcentral.com. Oh, actually, at cliffcentral so that you don't get confused. But yeah, I'm very happy. I'm, feel- I'm feeling very motivated today because I've had... A very awesome, awesome to um, awesome, awesome week, and again, I feel so inspir- insp- inspired because of the things that you know are happening. And one thing that I've learned is that it is all up to you to have the right mindset to make sure that you tackle everything that you are pursuing and you would like to be successful in. And again, I mean, it takes o- it takes only um, a, po- a positive mindset for you to 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 see the results, to see progress. In anything that you do. So yeah, today it's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Um, I have very two lovely, lovely guests. And again, um, it's going to be something that's quite different. We're talking to authors today, inspiration, uh, motivational speakers. We're going to hear what it is that they have um, for us today. And one of the things that, again, I think most of us that we neglect, unless you're a person that really loves books, reading is something that is really good for you, that keeps your brain um, refreshed, your brain active, your brain always being innovative. And today we're going to have people that are actually writing, that write books, uh, that have a couple of books that have um, in their in their profile, and they're going to be sharing some of the inspirational messages to us. Um, you know, sharing some something that is um, that's going to spark a bit of um, inspiration in, in in our minds. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to hearing everything. We have Kenneth um, on the show, and we also have Tandega. And then later on, just after half past, you're also going to have um, uh, Soweto Mandlanzi, another young man that. Is full of inspiration. Who's going to share something different um, to us? Who has a very quite an interesting perspective into the inspirational um, um, field, if I can put it that way, uh, for motivational speakers. And again, he's also an author. But yeah, I won't uh, waste any more time. I'm going to uh, bring um, introduce you to our guests on the show. Um, um, off, we're going to be starting off with Kenneth. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, Kenneth, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, I'm Kenneth. I'm Olivia, if you, if you want to know who, I'm, who am I. Uh, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on Cliff Central. Yeah, Kenneth. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, you got quite an interesting voice right there. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank yeah. You. All right. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, Kenneth, um, we're looking forward to spending time with you on the show, the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, and we welcome you with a uh, warm heart. It's my tremendous pleasure. Thank awesome. you for having me. Awesome. And then on my far right, I've got another young lady that's with me. Um, she can come forward onto the mic. And uh, is, this, is this good enough? Yes, it is. 
Just introduce yourself to the people. Hi, guys. My name is Tandeka. I feel so intimidated now after hearing Kenan's voice because you never expected it. Like, he opened his mouth and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what more can I say? It's an amazing voice, eh? <laughs> it's Thank too you. good. It's too good. It's it's really great. And it actually just tells that he's a motivational speaker. He is, right? I feel so motivated just hearing his voice. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on the show. We're going to have a, a very interesting show today. I'm looking forward to spending a time with you. But I'm going to start off with Kenneth. Um, Kenneth has a very beautiful story to share with us on the show today. Yeah. And I would like you just to, 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 to just tell us, um, you know, take us to your roots. Cause I know that you're a man that has gone through quite a lot and has achieved a lot in your life. Yeah. So we want to, we want to just for you to just take us through a journey of, of where it, or it all started. Well, I'm, 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 I'm half Ghanaian and, and half, half Tottenham. Um, ah, man, it's, 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 it has been a journey. Mm-hmm. It has been a journey. And I can, I can carefully say that I have been seasoned for this particular season. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has, that has happened, you know, over a period of time is that, um, I lost all my parents and from primary school to high school, I basically had to, uh, be alone and grow up on my own. So I was what is tamed an orphan. You know, I, I did not have parents, nobody to really, you know, uh, take care of me or anything. And, um, I lived alone, uh, in, in a village called Luca in Rustenbeck. That's where I'm, that's where I'm coming from. And then after my high school, you know, um, I wanted to study psychology. In fact, I got a bursary to, for psychological studies but then after that you know I, I i had a feeling and i had this inward you know um thing that you know what there's something better for me you know and that is touching lives i wanted to touch people and in high school i started doing public speaking preaching and all of that and before i knew it i was in university in global university i had to go to to the states for some time to to do my studies and all. So I'm a professional theologian, you know, um, I, I am, I, I majored in philosophy as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just uh, me. Wow. Know. That's yeah. interesting. Now, now, yes, it's my first time actually having a, a theologian into, um, on the show. <laughs> okay. But then again, it, it, it seems like you're a very versatile person. Yep. Um, seeing at your, at your CV and your, or your profile. Yeah. And you also mentioned that you're an author as well. Yeah, I write books, man. I write books. In fact, um, one of the, the pieces I'm working on is, is discerning rela- love relationships. And one of the books I wrote is called uh, your, Ma- your Marriage, Prison of Pain or the Palace of Pleasure. So that's one of the, the books that I, I, I wrote. And then I wrote The Divine Gift of Romance because I, I get invited a lot to talk about relationships, marriage, and all of that. I actually started doing that when I was um, around 17. I started teaching on relationships, and I got a whole lot of invites. So I kept on, I kept on, until now I'm 24. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sure, thank you. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. All right, and now you know you're a man that's not mentioning. I don't know whether it's the it's the modesty or you just being humble. Because again, I'm I'm aware that you also are an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a businessman. Yeah, I'm a businessman. Yeah. What are some of the business I, ventures that you I, do? I, I run Campbell for Holdings, so it's it's a, a whole lot of branches inside. We have a logistic company, and um, um, we also have you know your coal supply kind of a of a thing. And uh, so many other things, man. So mm. many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So tell me, as a person that um, you said you're from, which country again? 
Well, I'm from here. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm solid, solid, solid South African. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, um, I'm, I'm Ghanaian. Yeah. Ghanaian. Yeah. So most of my time, I always fly to Ghana just to make sure that so, I remember so, who I am. So most of your upbringing was in South Africa. It was right here. Yes. All right. Great. Yeah. So now tell me as, as, as a Ghanaian and, you know, growing up, um, within the South African community, cause I'm sure it's something that is totally different as opposed yeah. to you being, um, in Ghana. And and how 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 was it for you, you know, blending into the South African culture and being a Ghanaian and also having a dream to 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 achieve the things that you have achieved today? Because I know very well that you know it's not easy to get to the top, and most of the time, um, you know, as a South African, even originally, it's it's very hard. It doesn't matter whether you are from sure. other yeah. African countries mm. or you from South Africa. And I know that if you other from Kenya, from Ghana, from Nigeria, when you come to South Africa. It's even harder for you to 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 pursue or to to reach for those dreams. Yeah. Now, what I want to know from your side is that, um, you know, how was your experience as you try to navigate to achieve the things that you achieve today? Yo, man, it was complex. It was complex because um, I'm I'm coming from a background that's so, you know, so complex, and um, the the emotional strain that comes with that being told you can never make it. Uh, recently, I just signed a deal. I'm I'm working on buying a golf course. So somebody asked me a question: So how, at your age, did you manage to get where you are? Because we know where you come from, but how did you? You know, managed to break through all of that. And my answer was very simple. I had to be, uh, Ghanaian because they're tenacious and I had to be South African because we have a whole lot of opportunities. So I needed that in order for me to eat the cake that we already have right here. What is amazing yeah. is that you say you're 24 years old. Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. You're speaking so like such a mature uh, okay. man, like, yeah, you know, a lot. <laughs> you know, I Thank mean, you. I would, I would I easily it. mistake you with someone that's maybe over the age of 30. Yeah, well, preaching for a long time, I guess, made me look so old, I guess. Yeah, it comes with that, you know, <laughs> yeah. level of maturity yeah, I guess so. and, and the yeah. way that you carry yourself yeah, out. But, I again, so. but then again, it's not only about that. It's about, you know, the thing that you're mentioning, what you've done and what you are currently doing as a 24 year old. I mean, some 24 year olds are still in varsity, you know, trying to complete their degrees or maybe some of them are failing and it's going to take them another two or three years, um, to complete. But with you looking at the stuff that you're doing, you already um, you have the ball rolling. Oh, thank you, appreciate which that. is great. Let me actually bring along um, another guest of mine that's on the show today. Her name is Tandega. How are you? I'm good and useful. I'm really great. And uh, thank you again for joining us on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, I know that you're also one of the young people um, in South Africa that is, you know, very ambitious and is wanting to do more than what you're currently doing. Cause I you, definitely, definitely you, am. You feel that burning ambition to actually reach out for the stars. Yes, yes, definitely. And not only just reach out for the stars, just for myself, but I'd like to bring on as many people as I can as well. So yeah. anybody and everybody who can come on the journey with me... Please do. Yeah. All right. And now, now tell us, um, Tanega, where are you from? So I'm originally from Boxburg in the East Rand. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have a lot to say about the East Rand. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm from Boxburg. Um, I'm a 26-year-old. I work in corporate at the moment, but um, I try to not limit myself to my 9 to 5. Um, ever since I was a young girl, I've always been um, ambitious and a big dreamer. Um, and fortunately for me, I came from a very comfortable background. But 
coming from that very comfortable background, I never said, okay, no, we have Kellex for breakfast yeah. at home and that's it. Let me sit back. You know, I, I took that and I was like, okay, if I'm having Kellex at home, what about the next person? What are they having? You know? So from a very young age, I started off, um, volunteering. I remember I, I worked for the very first time when I was 13 years old. We had wow. an initiative at school, at my primary school. We had an initiative where we were trying to raise funds. So we were working at a McDonald's for the day, you know, yeah. and I was so giddy up and excited to go work at a McDonald's. And we went from being in the kitchen to, um, working at the drive through to servicing the customers in the front. And ever since then, I always told myself that I need to strive to help the other person because obviously I wasn't getting paid. I mean, that's child labor, but it was to, it was for benefit. It was for a cause. And going into high school, I used to be involved with um, a group called Africa Ablaze. Now, Africa Ablaze is a group that is um, in Kaya Sands, close to the Dipslut area. They used to help the informal settlements in the Dipslut area. I started off there as one of the leaders in their camps, but I ended up branching out into more than that, where I started a campaign at school and now in high school where I used to collect um go door to door in my high school classes and beg people to give me their old shoes and their old clothes and their beanies and their sweaters that they never wanted anymore. Go into the principal's office to go collect all the lost and founds that have not been um collected to go and donate those, you know. And that time I was like fourteen years old. So to me it seemed like something small but I didn't know that it was planting an, an even bigger seed. Um Carrying on into high school, I still stayed very, very active. During my December holidays, I used to work um, alongside Africa Blaze as well, where we used to wrap Christmas presents over December time. And all the money and proceeds that we made for that, we made sure that we go and we give all that money back. So it was just me volunteering my own personal time. Um, going into varsity, varsity again, because I like to talk a lot. Yeah, Papa. Um, I took part in each and every single committee that I could, whether it was in the school of IT committee that I chaired, whether it was in our engineering built environment and IT committee, I was there. SRC, I was there. Name it, I was there. Um, what we also used to do in our SIT committee is we used to have soup kitchens in winter. So we'd go on the coldest day of winter and would go around Pretoria CBD and would drive around and give the people who were sleeping on the streets, um, food packages that we could get donations for and then as well as clothing so um, long story short this seed has always been inside of me that um, my family is now trying to set up a foundation where we can now go and raise enough funds to help support any students that want to go into engineering and IT um, I'm fortunate enough that I've just recently been accepted to go do um, an MIT boot camp um, where I personally now need to raise quite a lot of money for flights accommodation food, etc. And this initiative has opened me up to quite a lot of people. So I need to raise about 130,000 rand. And I was able to find um, a platform called adabit.com. So what adabit allows you to do, it allows you to create your own little fund that you ask people to go and donate their funds into, and then you can build funds from that. But with, while doing that, I was fortunate enough to... Um, Get people who were able to fund me It made me realize that There's so many other people that need this So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get Our foundation to do what Adabit is doing if not even bigger And better so that we can be able to Build our next engineers and Our next IT specialists within South Africa if not the rest of Africa Because working in the industry that I work In I work a lot within Africa And I see that countries such as Ghana yeah. Zambia, Tanzania Are booming when it comes to 
engineering. And it makes me feel so excited as a South African to go and give the youth of our country the platform and the opportunities. You guys don't understand how many people are willing to help people. They just don't know how. And how many people need the help But they also just don't know how to get the help So I'm hoping and praying that we'll be able to bridge that gap Between the funders and those who need funding And get them in the same room together Wow Yo Yo, man I'm in a room of people that are so inspirational And you know it's so exciting to see A young person like you doing so much And again it's nothing that you you just um, um, Recently started doing But you just mapped us um, A picture you know and now it's it, exactly it's generational, yeah. and I think you have something to say about that. No, well, that's that's really mind blowing. I I, th- I think you know uh, when it when it comes to humanitarian work, you know, um, if you have that in place, there's no way God will not increase your abundance. Exactly, there's no way. Exactly. Yeah, that is really great. And then on your side, I mean, I heard you. I saw you nodding a couple of things as she was talking. Yeah. What are some of the things, uh, pointers that you managed to pick up from from what she was saying? Well, uh, we we have we have we have two two projects. We have um, love embrace, and and that deals with your offense and all of that. Because I've been one myself, so I have to go and help the kind of people that might be going through what I went through. So we have the love embrace humanitarian project, and we have what I call kingdom wealth. Network. So what we do is we train young entrepreneurs. We just had a session here in, in Sunton Saxon Hotel where we bring them together and we bring speakers together and we say, you know what, here's uh, how much we have, you know, um, in place. How can we fund your business? And obviously you will have to really know your business to get that kind of funding. Yeah. Uh, but we have now two success stories of two people who are actually coming out of my group who are now multi-millionaires. Oh, you know, wow. Who are doing pretty well themselves. So, so I'm blown away by this. I, I, I love it. Yeah, you know, I hope my kids will will, will be humanitarian <laughs> in in their in their mindset. So yeah. I love it. It's it's just refreshing. I don't think there's anything that's stopping your kids from becoming that. Because I mean, looking at well, you, they don't have a choice. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was about to say the seed is there. The yeah. seed is there, definitely. Yeah, yeah man. Look, it it is so great. As I said, I mean, you you hear the the the, the government saying that. You know, the, the future lies on, on, in, in entrepreneurship. That's it. Yeah. In young people that are standing yeah. up for themselves and not mm-hmm. waiting for handouts. And you know, it, we're living in a time where you cannot afford to, 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 to be a person that just sits back and sure. expects hands, hand, hands right. out. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's, we are living in a time where the level of competition, if I can put it to a healthy competition to succeed and, and you know, um, to see it in a, in a way that when you see another person um, being successful, yeah. you want to be in a position whereby you're looking at yourself and saying, what is it that I am doing to progress and to be as successful as the next yeah. person? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. to, to hear the projects that you guys are currently doing, um, it's, it's very amazing. But what I want you know, f- want to know from you guys, what is it that has personally ex- inspired you guys to, to, to pursue what you guys are doing right now? Surely there's, there's people that you look up to. Whether they're mentors yeah. or maybe people that have done certain things in, 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 in what you're respectively doing right now that have done very well and you want to be like them. So what are some of your motiv- um, uh, people that motivate you guys? So for me, um, I think the seed was planted within me because my mother's a teacher and my mother is one of those teachers who is the mother to 
all of her children. Um, so I've, I, growing up, I used to see my mom pack an extra lunch for a child at school or try and raise mm. money for uniform for a child at school. And I think it's just the little bits of that, that, um, that really, really inspired me. And I always say to people, you know, um, me growing up in the family that I grew up in, I literally had people who are the poorest of the poor and the richest of the rich. Mm. And in both endings, they've been able to inspire me, you know, um, I've been able to go and stay over for a weekend, mm. um, in an informal settlement with my sure. mother's aunt, you know, and that for me has opened up my eyes to say, okay, how can I help? Where on the inverse, I've had family that are quite, um, affluent and I've seen them go and give back. So I've, um, you know, we always have your, 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 your mentors and the people, you, your role models that are in the spotlight, but I also have my own silent mentors, people who don't even know they are mentoring me, but yeah. I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. And that for me is, um, my immediate, my immediate family. Um, they for me mm-hmm. just, the generosity and the love and care that comes mm. from the home sure. is enough. Hence, I say your children have the seed is enough to inspire mm. you to also want to go out there and do more. However, what it also does is that it opens an, up your mind and broadens you mm. to the idea that not everybody's homes are the same. Mm. And because not everybody's homes are the same, let's look around and see who's doing what. Right. And if somebody is doing something, okay, how can I go then mm. and assist in that? So well, you spoke about um, how we need to look up to people and see how we can be as successful as them. But the inverse has to happen as well. The successful people have to say, okay, I've made it now. How do I know go back mm. and give back? I think that's somewhere where we are, where we're also um, lacking a gap where we don't have enough successful people who say, okay, this and this and this and this is what I did to get there. Yeah. Let me go and find five other people right. and sure. move them into the same spaces. A lot of the, the success stories that we hear about is about people's struggles, mm. but we never hear about the nets that was thrown out for somebody else to, 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 to climb onto the same success mm. bandwagon. So I'm hoping that more and more initiatives will come up where people also don't leave it to a day because it's very easy for us to go for a day and say for a day I spoke to these people for a day I did this and then after that I walk away what happens tomorrow do you know if that success story that you've given this person has inspired them not only to just be fulfilled for that day Mm. but for the rest of their lives what are we doing about that what are we doing to now take that little spark and turn Mm. it into a huge flame yeah amazing yeah yeah so with with me um Maybe let me begin with this, with this, um, and just say, for me, I, I believe that the greatest gift to to a poor man is that very poverty, because then they would never want to be poor again. So, I have I've been through it, and poverty is not funny. And and I thank God that I woke up one morning and I realized that poverty don't look good on me, and then I started to systematically plan how to come out of it. So that became my inspiration. And the harder it became, the harder I wanted to come out of it because it was not easy for me. You know, I have, I have my, um, my siblings, you know, from my stepfather's side, you know, who, who was actually abusive and, and all of that, you know, I got to be molested in that house and a whole lot of things happened in that house. But it's, 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 it's the, the volition to want to come out of it. That has become my inspiration. But recently I met a wonderful man by the name, uh, Neville Kambasha, who's my spiritual father now and my mentor, who's a multi-billionaire. And, um, he's 
showing me all kinds of things, man. And I, I think, you know, that is, for me, that is the greatest inspiration you can ever have. You know, have somebody who can relate with you on the personal level and who can show you how to make things work. You know? Yeah, as they say, yes, I mean, sir. they normally say that, um, you know, you surround yourself by the right people That's that, it. you know, yeah. the people that you would like to be like. Yeah. In order for you to maintain yeah. a certain level of, of yeah. inspiration. Hmm. But now what I want to find out is that you're telling me that you went through a hard time. Because again, on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, we're interested on the cracks, the setbacks, yeah. and how you managed to come back from your setbacks and your fails that have driven you to be successful. So what yeah. I want to hear from both of you guys, in the midst of the things that you, you have done, um, how did you guys come back from your setbacks? And what were those setbacks? Well, with me, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a whole lot of things. You know, um, I mean, I, I lost, I lost my mom who was, who died of AIDS and I never got to meet my dad. I only heard about him and being kicked out by my uncle out of, you know, my grandmother's house and having to leave from house to house. You know, all, 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 all those years. And then later on, then, um, um, you know, I found myself in the place where I thought, this is it. Cause I met somebody and we were just about to, to get, to get married. And then the breakup happened. Then I had five heart attacks, you know, so. That that was one of the things that was really, really, you know, uh, key for me. Making it out of that situation was not easy at all because I went through all kinds of psychological, you know, um, <laughs> surveys and all of that. It wasn't helping, you know. But I will tell you this. It's my relationship with God. I'm, I'm not a very religious person. Like you said, I'm very versatile. I'm not religious. I, I mean, I'm running a ministry and all of that. I have a church and all of that. But I'm not a very religious. I'm a spiritual person. So my relationship with God, with the unseen, you know, the, 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 the greatest, you know, Elohim El Shaddai, you know, that, that is what brought me out, you know, because it always goes back to where did we start together? Because you made me come out of this. Now that I'm in trouble again, let's go back to how it all started. And that has always been my substantial, you know, the crevices of what I hold on to. Awesome. That's yeah. so great. And that, that, that's very inspirational. Um, for me personally, and I think I kind of like the way you have us here today because you and I are very, very different, yeah. but very, very the same, yeah. if that makes sense. For me, I, I don't, I, I've never had a, I, I've had setbacks, yes, yeah. but I, I've never had a direct crack, you know. Um, for me, I've never personally experienced that much hardship. And when I say that much, I'm now comparing myself to you. I've obviously had my fair share yeah, of, 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 yeah. of dips and downs, yeah. you know, but I think mine, I'd be, um, watering down what, what you have been through. But I've always, from a, being a young girl, I've always had a get it and go it attitude. Yeah. I see it. I want it. I must have it kind of attitude. And I think that is something that has just driven me in life. Um, there have been circumstances in my life where people possibly could have said, or whatever. But for me, I've never seen it like that. I've always had a very positive outlook on life. I mean, 
I had a, I had my daughter, um, quite young. Actually, not that young. I mean, I was 24 when I had my child. Oh. But to a lot of people, they thought, good to you. Oh, she's had a child. Her life is over. And the opposite happened. I was like, okay, I'm about to bring this human being into this world, yeah. which means now I must stretch myself 50 times more. Yeah. You know, I remember, um, there was an aunt of mine who was really, really hurt and disappointed. And I said to her, but why? It doesn't make sense at my age, number one, Nimdala. Number two, I've had a cousin who had a child at 17 and she is on the board of directors of two listed companies, mm. you know. Um, so for me, I've always had that get it and go kind of attitude mm. that has always inspired me sure. to no matter what I still do. I don't want to, I never want to say I have suffered. I still do suffer from very heavy depression extreme 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 depression because with people like me you have your highs that are very high and you have your lows that are very low, very low. Okay. and that is a battle that i am fighting myself wow. that i know that i need to get through there are days where i really really don't want to get out of bed at all and i just want to stay in this little ball and never ever see the whole world but because i know that Lots of people, not myself, not my child, many other people depend on me succeeding. Many other seeds and generations depend on me succeeding. I need to get up whether I like it or not. I have to go face this day. I have to go get this money and I have to make everybody else as successful. That's great, man. So um, for me personally, uh, I really feel that having the two opposites, you... You're able to now see a clear picture of where the world can come together. We are able to see where you have somebody who's gone through a lot and that has now broadened their mindset and they, and inspired them to be there and inspire and, 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 and grow others. And then you have somebody else who's been kind of cushioned, but can still see beyond that level or yeah. that degree of cushioning and say, but then if I am this cushioned and if I am going through this luxury, then surely I should be able to take my circumstances, my means and my efforts mm. to go and help somebody else who does not want to go through that. Um, somebody who inspires me a lot is my father. My father grew up in utter poverty. Mm. Utter, utter poverty. The stories he used to tell me about him walking to school barefoot, he used to sell tamatis in a train and a five, six, seven, you know, just to have enough money to bring home. He said, I am working so hard so that my kids could never do that. And for the fact that he has worked this hard, us as his kids don't have to go through that. But that is another thing that inspires me that says, okay, if I now want to drop this ball, this heavy, heavy ball that my father has now placed in my hand, do I understand that I am not only dropping it for myself, but I'm dropping it for everything that he has now worked Mm. extremely and tiresomely hard for in order to ensure that his children, his children's children and their children's children do not have to endure anymore. I 100% get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah what I'm saying. Sure. Yo, man, I've got brilliant people on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. I'm really honored to have you guys both on the show and sharing your stories. We're all about inspiration and giving the people out there something that's going to uh, huge them up. I mean, our show is always on a Thursday, and, you know, it's it's kind of like falling into the midweek. So we're always trying to bring people stories that when they listen, they can find themselves inspired. And you guys fit the category so perfectly. But, yeah, right now we're going to have a caller. Um... 
um, an interview with someone from Durban. His name is Soweto Mandanzi. He's going to be sharing his story as well. He's a young person in South Africa that is uh, doing some quite wonderful things. And he's going to share some, some of the books that he's written. He's going to share some of his um, thoughts on some of the things that are happening in the country, um, from politics to youth to employment to a lot of things. He's a person that's really active. Um, he tries to make a difference in however he can within his own scope. So um, um, we're going to have... So we're to just now. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna have him just now. We can actually continue to actually for you guys to actually say a couple of things. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your stories. And I think uh, one of the things that I'm getting from both of you guys is that it's selflessness. That um, you always have to be selfless um, and help other people because um, when you're successful or when you achieve things, it only makes sense to also be able to empower other people. Yeah. If you do not empower other people, that falls under you know either being a greedy person or you are selfish. So, um, you know, part of your guys' um, mandate on what you guys are doing is to be selfless and to seeing other people smile, seeing other people, um, you know, being helped, and you're doing it within your own means with whatever that you are with that you can. And one thing that is that I find very unique and and different with you, Kenneth, is that you're already doing so much at such a young age. I heard you mentioning earlier on that you're in the process of buying a golf course. Yeah, imagine. Tell us about that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in business, so, so, so I don't even know how to, how to. Well, I, I, I love property. I love property. And, and one of the plans that we had with our church is that we wanted something that will look like a city. That you don't just go to church. After you come out of the church, you can literally go to a shop there or a shop there or a shop there. So my vision has always been, you know, let it be holistic that I can actually come there without going to church and have a whole lot of fun. I don't have to be around the church environment only when I want to hear a preacher talk, you know. And uh, another thing is that my philosophy in life is that I, I, I believe in generational wealth transfer, you know, and therefore my son or my daughter, whoever, you know, whether it's a boy or girl, I don't know, you know, must be able to take something that's heavy that will fall, fall down the, you know, 10 generations from then. So I try to work six generations from where I am, you know. So that's so that's what that's what I'm doing. That's really you know? powerful. I yeah, think. And, and and by the way, I, it's not like I had the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a good business plan. So I, I said before, you know, the right people. I mean, just to start over the project, it's over a hundred million, you know, rand. You know, so it's crazy money. But yeah. I had to come up with a systematic plan to say how am I going to bring back that kind of money back to them? Yeah, you know, because I want to buy the, <laughs> them off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to have a clean plan to say this is how I'm going to do it, and this is how I'm going to make sure that this is actually on the charts in South Africa that people can move from Jobbik to come where it is. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Those sound some crazy numbers, eh? That's very crazy numbers. You're talking about them as if it's just in jail. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a few rands, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've got Soweto Mandanzi on the show. Um, Soweto, are you are you with us? Yes, I'm sure, man. How are you doing, my brother? Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. I'm good, Annie. Yeah, I'm great, man. Um, just introduce yourself to the listeners back home. Look, um, as you said, Soweto Wagamandanzi, I'm telling you, young boy, I used to be Okulele, to Anisbeth and Fryhead, you know, who just decided to focus on writing uh, late ages after my birthday life. But I mean, I went to a normal school at your public and you 
high, uh, high school, a public uh, high school. Like a normal, normal boy who just grows up a in, in, in a township, you know. But I think what is more important about me, which I always say to people, and I think that's what really makes a difference with me and any guy outside there, um, is a Christian widow who used to pray so much. So and I always say to people that I'm a product of prayer. Other than that, I'm just a guy who loves working hard. That is amazing, Soweto. And, and, and again, you know, you're joining us on the show and we have someone that is also an author here. And we have people, two guests on the, on, 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 in studio right now with me that, uh, have a Christian background and have been, uh, have an upbringing of, of, you know, of parents that have made sure that they grow up and they know, um, God Almighty. And I think, uh, you have something that is very interesting from a God-centric point of view that you would like to share with us. What, tell us about it. Look, first, let me say those are my things, you know. Um, I, I, I think what, what, what is very important with, with us being Christians, and, 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 and I always say this, I want people to understand, because we're not supernatural human beings. Being a Christian is not maybe divine on its own, but it's not something with him. Um, I, I was speaking to a few young guys, and they said to me, you know, I told you I love your lifestyle, but I'm going to get saved the day I feel touched, the day something happens to me. And, and, and I said to them, actually, nothing might happen because Lento Yoguba is a Christian and to want to do something uh, while you are young. Nothing has to happen. You just have to decide, this is what I want to do. I mean, in, in a nutshell, if I wanted to, to say something to a young person, one day when I was growing up, I, I, I saw the construction workers, which were quite old at that time, and they were working doing the pavement. While they were working, they were still arguing about their ship, who was supposed to do this, who was not supposed to do what. And right at that time, while they were arguing, I went to the pavement and I wrote my name. And I said, Soweto was here. So they actually were angry. I wrote that while they were fixing the pavement. And they tried to, to, to catch me, but they couldn't. Reason being, I was still young, I was fresh, and I, I was able to run away from them. So what does that mean? It means while people are arguing, while people... Are, are talking about who's supposed to do what and who's not supposed to do what, what is supposed to happen, what is not supposed to happen. As a young person, decide that you are going to make a mark and go make a mark while you are young. Go make a mark while your legs are fresh, while, while your mind is young, while you are able to do things that you want to do. There's yeah. certain things that you can't do when you're old. And I mean, I mean, looking back, I went there, this happened like 27 years ago. I went there, the road, the pavement is still, still suffering the cracks, but my name is there. Uh, because I wrote it when the pavement was new, when it was fresh. So it means, no matter while we are still young, we must understand that it's going to survive the cracks of life for so many years in life until we grow old with them. I made a good decision to be a Christian while I was young. I made a good decision to work hard while I was young. That is so amazing. I mean, you, yo, man. What you're telling us right now, it's heading our, our hearts. And yeah. I, I can tell you right now that the, the, the guests on the studio, they're just nodding their heads mm-hmm. and they're just getting touched. They're like, so yo, do you guys have anything to say about that? I think that is so inspirational. And shoot, I am now taking <laughs> from that, you know, um, the fact that you're saying that you had, well, everybody else was busy within the rummage and in the inconsistencies and not know, not knowing. You stood up and you became a leader right there and then. As much as it was destructive for them, but sometimes you need to have that destruction. I mean, 
um, we see it all the time with all the technologies that are that are coming up that if you are disruptive in anything that you do, you will succeed. And many a times we always want to follow the path that is already paved out. If Usoeto is doing this to become successful, I must also do the same thing. That's how I will be successful. And that is not the case because that, that's when we build that traffic and that clutter within everything that we want to do. And then we wonder, Wuti, why Lorna is there? Are they more successful than me? What God are they praying to that is better than mine? Whereas it's all the same, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to follow just that one path instead of stepping back while everybody's still busy and writing your name down and saying, listen, so it was here. And through it all, Soweto will stand because you were disruptive enough to step away from all that traffic. Hmm. I think that's very inspirational. Yeah, sure. Soweto, I think um, you, you can, I mean, uh, we do know that um, you are also an author and you've wrote, written a couple of books that have, um, you know, tackled a couple of issues that we actually come across in our society. Can you just tell us about that as well? Look, um, uh, I, I think first, of course, which, which, which I need to, to say, um, and to also uh, back up what my sister said, growing up and deciding which I was going to be an author, I said to myself I wasn't going to write about things that other people had written about. I, I wanted to find a new way to speak to the new generation you know, without actually boring them. I mean, I, as a Christian, people will understand with him, uh, the, the, the Christian borders, the scriptures, they, they are my borders. They were, no matter how much I write, but I still need to find myself within within the, 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 the scriptures. So my motivation comes from the scriptures. Uh, but in, in growing up, I said to myself, I need to write the new message that you can reach in the way. But, but then again, in writing that, I said to myself, I want to grow as an author. I don't want to write about one thing until the day I die. I'm going to allow God to use me in whatever particular uh, 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 subject that I need to write about. If you look at my first book, just feeling for a new thing, there was this particular and, and Specifically for someone who's dealing with pain. I wrote that uh, thinking, how can I help someone out there who's dealing with pain and give them techniques as to this is how you can deal with it. If you look at, for example, Ingane Izalwa, Ingane Ma Izalwa, no one is born Namazinho, no one is born with teeth. In fact, most of us are you guys at the studio who run away if someone was born with teeth. You yeah, know what I mean? But as we grow, we love at each other if you do not have Amazinho. Why? Because we feel that it's something that everybody needs to have in life. So what does it mean? It means, number one, no one is born with this thing. No one is born with the, with, no one is born with the cancer. I mean, you look at, I, I, I've spoken to kids of presidents and rich people, and they say to me, you know, so I still want to have one, two, three. And I'm saying to myself, but you guys have it all. They say, no, we do not have it all. Which means it really applies to everyone of us in life. No one is born with everything they are going to want to have. But in, 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 in that line of thinking, I developed into it when I was writing my first book. Into it, and, uh, while I was growing up, then I loved those sweets. So I was eating too many sweets. And, and, and that was the cause for Amazon, Amo Mutabole. And in doing so, with the hotel, I had to remove the same, the same kids uh, uh, which I'd fallen in love with in the beginning. But that's just a short message. I mean, pulling out of that first book, which is, what, what destroyed Amazon, your army, which we can look at as a metaphor or personify a dream, a vision of a person, what destroyed it was not something I hated. It was the very thing that I loved, the something that I ate and it tasted sweet and I said to myself, I enjoyed it. That was, that, that, that's what had the ability to feel the first thing that I dreamed about. So if I were to speak to a young person today, I wouldn't say look at your enemies, look at, look at so and so. You have 
have to come to a point where you realize that the very thing that are going to kill the things that you've been dreaming about are the only things that you love in life, are the only things that you eat and enjoy, mm-hmm. are the only things that you do and think you're good with them. When my sister talking about being disruptive and all that, you have to come to a point where you decide, you say, this is what I'm going to do, this is not what I'm going to do, because you want to protect the very things that I mean, if I speak about my book, I've written four, and you know, cash is coming out next month, there's so much, but I'm just giving out a background which is an author, that's a decision I made, which I'm going to grow. When I wrote here, Jacob, I mean, which, you know, was a different story altogether. But as an author, I just write to grow. And, 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 and my sister has said, some people are not successful because they want to do what others have done. It was weird for me to decide that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a writer. Mm-hmm. But I remember doing Standard 5, which is, uh, there was a time when people wanted to write this. Do you remember these uh, short love letters, uh, the Wicked Song, and uh, 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 sitting in my bed, artist, real, moody, sad. You know, you remember, mm-hmm. you remember mm-hmm. when you had the same age, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love doing that. And sometimes people give me free for writing. And I fell in love with writing. So I grew up and I said, this is what I'm going to do. So growing up, having to knew guys like about Cash, who are so famous, guys like about Senzo Mayor, the late Senzo Mayor, it was awkward for me that I had to leave Stockholm and decide I want to write. But today, I'm writing about those people who have, who have made it in life. Why? Because I chose to do what I love. And that's very important in my business. If people are going to be successful, they need to identify what they love. But you can't identify what you love without identifying yourself. I always say this, in a world where people put so much makeup, in a world where people wear so much expensive clothes, it's very hard to find your soul. And if any person can find their soul, they'll know their gift, and they'll mm-hmm. be able to do the very thing that they love. So it's very important, my brother, do what you love, because one day it will do you. Buyers, they come Christians, they're going for Ama Ama Easter, they will tell you at some point, it's Pambano, why an What does it mean? At some point, the very thing that you carry and that you feel, this is hard to do, one day it's going to carry you. That is so powerful. <laughs> so I told you. You better do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're sharing, you're sharing such a powerful message. And, you know, um, for a minute, people who are listening, they might think that this is a mini church service, but yeah. you know, we're mixing, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, 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 it's a good thing yeah. because what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's interesting that motivation comes in all different perspectives. That's it. Yeah. And it's not about that we're saying that Christianity is a superior, um, religion or we're trying to downtrod other people who believe in other yeah. things but yeah. we are saying that um, you sharing something within your heart that you know that it's going to make a difference in someone else's life and I'm saying this I'm saying this because the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, we always bring stories that are going to be listened by people. And when they listen to them, they're going to find life. They're going to find inspiration. It's going to change them. It's going to make them by tomorrow. If they're listening today, when they wake up tomorrow morning, they're going to wake up and go and make a difference about their life. And I really, really appreciate you sharing this. And I think you actually do have more to share with us. What is? What else do you have for us? Look, my brother, let's, let's just preach it because I think we're also trying to address, um, uh, talk about my books also. I think I went to this church I then wrote about the, the, the book which so many people uh, thought I was writing Life is a Trap, which is not the case. I said Life is a Trip. I mean, in, in that book, I, again, I had started seeing my style of writing, but having written in the Bagatia Jacob, there was more political. I said to myself, let me go and write something again more motivational. With that book, I mean, I went back to, to a trip that I had at high school 
I look at the elements of the trip, which, which, which my colleagues in the studio will share the same sentiment with me. Um, you know, like in the assembly where a school, you know, with Kulegunama assembly school, the principal announced with hey, there was going to be a trip to Reserve Bay. Can I see with a show of hands those that are willing uh, to go to Reserve Bay? But then the principal didn't say, can I see those who can afford to go to Reserve Bay? That's not what he said. He said, can I see those who are willing? And that's where I define the first starting point in life. When a person is going to be successful, it's not about how much they have in their pocket, it's how much they have in their heart. Willingness, willingness is in the heart, and the heart is the pocket of a human being. And, and, and that's all he asked for. He said, can I see those who are willing? I mean, I didn't have the money to make it to Richard Spade, but my pocket, which is the heart, my, my emotional pocket, which is the heart, I, 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 I was full of willingness. I said, look, I'm willing to go. And through that, I was able to raise my hand. And, and, and I was actually embarrassed at some point that I, raised, I, I, I raised my hand knowing that I do not have the money. But the, the very thing, which, which is the essence and the core of that book that I want to say, with the listener at the home, in the past, and wherever, there was a time when I went to my mom. I said, Mom, I actually uh, uh, rose my hand and said, I'm going to Richard Bay, but I do not have the money. You know, black parents, how sick as they actually are. Instead of saying yes or saying no, she said, which I didn't know, what did that mean? Did it mean it's painful that I'm asking, or did she mean she's going to try to make a way out of it? But then I needed to find a way to say that. And let me say this to every young person. For every young person that's going to be successful, they are going to be successful because there is something they're trying to change. There is, there is something you need to be wanting to change, and that's what's going to make you successful. It could be your family background. It could be Ugute Kajini, they don't finish grade 12. It could be at home, they don't buy cars. It could be there is something, there is a problem that you need to face and to desire to change it, and that's where your success will be born. And then I said to myself, okay, I need to change that boom and make it a yes. But I needed to find a way to do that. So this called strategy. And the very thing that I said, as a young boy at the age of 13, I needed to find out what is it that my mom liked that was going to be able to make her give me the money that I wanted. And it's very important for the young person to, to go deeper into themselves and ask themselves, what is it that is in this way that the word likes? That if I do, I'll be able to get what I like. I think, I, I think let me just repeat that even though I'm not thinking. What is it that the world like? That if I do, it will be able to give me what I like. I know now in the morning, I needed to wake up and do things. I needed to come home before six. I needed to do the garden during the weekend. I did those things. If you look at those things, the three things that I've just mentioned, it's not things that I like doing. I didn't want to do those things. I wanted to be busy with girlfriends, playing soccer, and going everywhere. <laughs> but because I had something to do, I needed to change my way to get what I want. So there's certain things in life that you're not going to get if you're not willing to sacrifice what you used to do, if you're not willing to change the way. You need to come to a point where you say, okay, what, what is it that I can do to change the situation? And I can tell the listener this. What a listener will have to do is not something that they are going to like. A sacrifice is not something usually that you, that you, that you like. Waking up in the morning might not be what you want. Uh, leaving work at 7 when others are leaving work at 4 might not be what you want. Being dedicated as a great point learner uh, while others are doing other things might not be what you like. But let me tell you, sometimes what you don't like is what you like. So you have to do what you don't like to get what you like. Yo, man, so you are on fire, my brother. <laughs> you are on fire. 
we can feel the energy all the way from Durban right yeah. here in studio. Yeah. And yeah. you filling this place up with so much fire. I can tell you right now, your God is doing wonders right now. And the mo- motivation that you're sharing with us, it's really, really powerful. You know, the funny and the interesting thing is that it's like you were with us for the past 20 or 30 minutes. Right. And you, I wasn't serious. <laughs> you know, and the way you're speaking, you're actually capturing so many, so many things that are related to what we were talking about earlier on. Yeah. And you know what? We, I have no doubt and I do not regret to have you on the show. I know that we had a bit of hiccups. For you to come through to yeah, the studio, but and I apologize for that. Look, man, you don't need to, because you know what? I made a plan to make sure that you are on the show and you are delivering sure. exactly what we needed. And whether you are here or you are there via telephonically, you are doing exactly what is needed. And I thank you so, so much for sharing your heart and what and your inspiration right now on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Thank you so much, man. It's me I that know. I appreciate. Are there any last words that you would like to share with the listeners at home? Look, uh, last word in one minute, I then wrote uh, the, the first book, which uh, is called Running My Race. I mean, running my race was simple. I said to myself, people keep on asking me, so where to Nenzangan? You know, you know, rich people, when you ask them, when I'm not rich, no, I'm, <laughs> when you ask rich people, <laughs> hey, they always say, hi, it's they, they never tell you the real uh, method or methodology to their success. And, and that sometimes with these people. And I said to myself, if someone asks me, how am I making things happen? What will be my answer? And that's how my fourth book was born. I said, I've been running my race, minding my own business. So someone who's sitting there, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they're going to be going through. But I can tell you one thing. The success to every human being's hustle is the ability to run your own business and mind this is mine, this is what I need to do, this is, this is mine. You, you, you simply focus on yours and stop talking about other people, stop focusing. I mean, running my race then takes you in, 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 into, into a mind of an artist that has to run their race. You have to prepare, you have to focus, and then for those things to happen. And, and, and in that 30 seconds to share with you what is, what is in that book, there was a time, my brother, when, when big men, when shorter men were running aside, left and right from me, the, the heaviness of their steps was so much that I felt the pressure of the competition. I thought, no, these guys are going to leave me. Now, when we got to the end, there were guys that fell while we were running. I asked them, what made you fail? One guy said to me, I started looking at the others. I started looking at my competitors. And I realized one thing, actually. It's not that I was powerful. It's not that I was deserving. It's not that I was supposed to win. But it's that I just kept on running my race and focusing on what I need to do. So I'm saying to someone out there, do what you have to do. Stop competing with anybody except if you have to compete with the person that you see in the mirror when you wake up. If you run your race, mind your business, you wake up on the finish line, you'll be shocked that people who were once thought they were better than you, they will be looking up to you. Yo, man, you're giving me goosebumps right now. <laughs> Soweto Mandlanzi, thank you so much, my brother, and I really my appreciate brother. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, to, to everyone, and, and thank my colleagues in the studio. Thank you so much, my brother. Sure, sure. Yeah, man, that's the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. That was Soweto Mandlazi on the line. And hey, man, we bring you the best. I don't know. I don't know about you guys on the studio. I don't know about the <laughs> listeners. But yo, man, there was some fire out there. That is what is it that you guys got to say about that? I'm actually busy listening to Soweto speak. And then in the background is our theme music. Every day we're hustling. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm running this race. <laughs> and I'm running yeah. in my lane. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yes, we're hustling. Making it happen. 
Yes. Right. Absolutely amazing. All right, we uh, we actually reaching the end of the show. As we always say in the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show, it is the shortest hour of the week. Just before we leave. Oh, just before we end the show, are there any last words from both of you guys that you would like to share to the young people out there, to the hustlers out there, to everybody that wants to succeed and everybody that sees themselves sitting in that high seat? What are your last words? Well, here's the thing. You know what? Um, let them keep talking while you're walking because if, if they're not talking, then you're not walking. And here's another thing. One thing about destiny is that you got to have insanity with it. Because in order for you to get to it, you got to be crazy about it. For sure. Definitely, definitely. No matter what, there's a reason and there's a purpose. That thought or that seed that's implanted into your mind is there for a reason. It's only up to you to go and build it and grow it and harness it. You did not get that thought by mistake. You did not go onto your journey on your path by mistake. There definitely is a reason. It's all up to you to get up and go and get it. Yo man, thank you so much to Kenneth, to Tandega. Guys, I've enjoyed myself on the show. And I don't know, like, I don't know how else we can motivate people. We've been here for an hour and I think the hour was more than enough to, to, to speak about your guys' personal journeys, where you guys come from. Um, you know, and sharing your inspirational, inspiration, including Soita Mandlezi, who was on the line. Um, just before we leave, just one more thing. Where can people get you guys? On social media? So on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Tandega underscore M3. On Facebook, you can find me. I'm Tandega Mojorane. That's M-O-G-O-E-R-A-N-E. Well, I'm, I'm Kenneth Mulife. So on Facebook, you can go to Kenneth Mulife. And then on Instagram, you can go to the Underscore Kenneth Underscore belief uh, That's it Yeah Yeah This is the Unplugged and, and In Charge Radio Show And best believe There is gonna be a podcast If you missed what you uh, What you uh, the Today's show We have a podcast for you And you're gonna find it On um, our social media At Cliff Central You'll also find it On my social media At Spokuzi It's been such a pleasure A pleasure once again To bring you The best of the best shows On Cliff Central The Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show Make sure that As you interact with us On social media Do hashtag us Unplugged Radio Show And we are sure to respond to you And yeah Once again You'll find the link On the social media To download the show or just download the Cliff Central app. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is me signing out. Until next time, same time, same place. Goodbye.